Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 56. All right, thanks for joining me on this April 19th, Tuesday. Hope everyone had a great Passover or Easter weekend. Now leave it up to the government to put tax day right next to a very big holiday. That's like a straight up F you to citizens. And a lot of people are seeing a lower tax return due to the child credit if you received one. Or some people have to pay. Uh, That's uh, the government playing with your money. So I want to just do a recap because last week's episode I released on Monday and on April 12th, Tuesday, there was a shooting in Brooklyn on a Brooklyn N train. A man walked in onto the train while the train was in the, in the tunnel. He released a, like a smoke device and then just started shooting about 33 rounds. It hit 10 people. And then at the next station, you know, he got out, everybody got out, and then there was a manhunt, which two days later, I believe, he actually gave himself up. But at the time of the crime, he was identified because he was wearing like a construction outfit, clothes, like a vest and a yellow hard hat, and he also had like a big rolling duffel bag. And just as all this craziness was happening in the subway station, Kathy Hochul's lieutenant governor, Brian Benjamin, was arrested for federal campaign finance charges. From Syracuse.com, it says the charges stem from a quid pro quo scheme. Prosecutors allege Benjamin had organized with Harlem real estate developer Gerald McDowell. According to an indictment filed in federal court, Benjamin steered a $50,000 grant to a charity run by McDowell in exchange for campaign donations. And you can guess that uh, this story was totally overshadowed by the subway shooter uh, story, of course. And in typical mainstream media fashion, uh, none of these stories have been talked about since they happened uh, early last week. But we finally got some good news yesterday. A federal judge has deemed Joe Biden's mask mandates for transportation, i.e. on planes and stuff like that, uh, unconstitutional. Now we have some agencies in New York City, such as the Port Authority and the MTA, that say, no, you still have to wear masks if you're in JFK or LaGuardia or if you're riding the subway. Now, if you know anything about government and the Constitution, the federal part If you're an agency that receives federal funding, and I know the Port Authority does, and I know the MTA does, you have to comply with their rules. And the main rule is the Constitution. And if a judge says one of the rules aren't constitutional, guess what? You can't just go and say, hey, we're going to do it anyway. And if we had responsible elected officials, these agencies could well lose federal funding for going against the rules of the federal government. Now, I'm pretty sure the airlines uh, welcome this because being that summertime is approaching and gas prices are still way up there, uh, which will affect your airfare uh, ticket prices. And I bet people don't want to play high ticket prices and sit there with a face diaper on. So now let's move on to the international front where, of course, we still got Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine going on. Now, as everyone is condemning the evil Putin for invading Ukraine, there's a different tone coming out of Germany. Out of the Associated Press, German bosses union jointly oppose boycott of Russian gas. Berlin, 
Germany's employees and unions have joined together in opposing an immediate European Union ban on natural gas imports from Russia over its invasion of Ukraine, saying such a move would lead to factory shutdowns and the loss of jobs in the bloc's largest economy. A rapid gas embargo would lead to the loss of production shutdowns, a further deindustrialization, and the long-term loss of work positions in Germany, said Rainer Dulger, chairman of the BDA Employers Group, and Reiner Hoffman, chairman of the DGB Trade Union Confederation, in a joint statement Monday on Germany's DPA news agency. Now, this can have a great impact on the Ukraine-Russia situation because Germany basically holds up the entire European Union economy. And being that Germany is pretty much a socialist country, uh, the unions and the workers have a very strong uh, persuasion on the government over there. This None of this situation makes sense to me from the EU standpoint. How are you going to uh, sanction or boycott one of the major producers of natural gas and energy from your area, which is Russia? Especially when you don't have an alternate source of energy that's mainstream yet. The Russians built the Nord Stream 2 pipeline right into Germany. And then the Germans stop it and say, no, we're not going to let it run unless you let us operate. Like, what kind of deal is that? You think the Russians are going to say, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure these people thought, well, since everybody is putting pressure on Putin, he'll definitely cave and give in and, and we'll have our way and, and you know. But... He held out because he knows if you don't have energy, you're not doing anything. Your economy is tanking and we see it happening and people are realizing it. I don't know why didn't people realize this in the beginning. And I'm pretty sure that this is making the globalist heads explode. This is what they cannot stand, that this one country is not giving in to their demands and they can't take it. And they thought he would fold and it would hurt them and, they, and, he, and it's not hurting him and they can't, stay, they can't take that. But I think the globalists have a plan that I don't think people are catching on to it because we know why or we this was the story we were told why he invaded was there's a couple of areas on the border of Ukraine and Russia that were pretty much Russian and they want to be with Russia and so he took them over. And then you heard, well, he just doesn't want uh, Ukraine to be part of NATO. He doesn't want NATO on his border. And Putin has every right not not wanting to have a uh, NATO country neighbor in his border because NATO is just, uh, you know, guys for the uh, uh, globalist. And the globalists have a plan which involves Finland. Now, the globalist plan is to fast track Finland into NATO. Why, you may ask? Well, Finland borders Russia on the north side. Now, usually it takes a while to get become a NATO member. You have to go through a lot of you know, hocus pocus and paperwork and what you're going to give up and the whole thing. But they're planning to do it by the end of, I think, June or July. They have their big NATO meeting and they're going to try to sneak Finland into NATO. And what the outcome of that will be, only one can imagine and hope for the best. Because I don't know what, what that maybe will just really spark off World War Three. Who knows? So we will stay tuned for that. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Anthony T. This is the Static Podcast. You can reach me at staticpodcast.net. Uh, subscribe, donate, and this is a value for value podcast. That means you can stream some sats. There are no advertisements here. And I will see you next week. All and our race in the rain.